0: recording i think so i guess we'll find out all right what the fuck is up everybody welcome to the great nurse podcast one half of your favorite fad duo here with my other half mr austin ralison Austin, buddy how are we doing today
1: good good got a lot done today so
0: hell yeah me too man um, for those of you listening we actually have a guest on tonight currently just wait up oh, here we go looks like he's coming on now hey, there, hey, he is.
2: there we go <laughs>
0: what's going um, on man good how you doing man good good um for those of you listening our guest tonight is milligram artist uh i'd say more than that actually i got some questions for you man because i was listening to both your albums and there's definitely like a, a tone jump so we're gonna have yes. to dive into that <laughs> so um uh, tell me about you man let me hear your story where are you from you know why music uh, yeah,
2: so I'm from uh, Columbus, Ohio, uh, born and raised, and shit, I've been making music a minute, I think I'm coming up on maybe 10 years or so, and okay. shit, I mean, you know, there's, there's no one really from here doing right. that, um, and eventually I just started, like, uh, me and one of my buddies, like, would freestyle
0: right
2: right selling the car parties whatever and eventually you know people you know they put the camera in your face enough people told us like yo y'all need to go and record this mm-hmm. and that yep. kind of started it like getting in like an actual i'm not gonna call it an actual recording studio i'm gonna call it some dude's basement and they were like smoking trash weed and drinking <laughs> temperature patron
0: but it was hey, a there you
2: and pro tools and like the bare bones of what you need yeah
0: that's how, hey, you gotta start somewhere, man. We started this show almost four years ago in uh, Austin's camper actually, just because it started with an idea and all we had was an iPhone. so nice. We're, you know it, it takes time, man, but that's pretty cool. I mean, here's something I noticed about your music, at, at least from the new one. It's very uh alternative in a sense. like you kind of have like a um almost like a red hot chili Peppers vibe. so it's a mix of things I've noticed. you you can definitely rap. But it also sounds almost like punk for a little bit, pop punk. Yeah. What would you define your style? Are you just kind of like everything, basically? Yeah. Whatever comes to the heart, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I hate to be like another like white rapper turned pop punker. Um, <laughs> right. But I think, I think the thing is, like, uh, you know, again, like coming from a, even like Columbus, Ohio, like you just think like, oh, I – music's not a thing for me I can't sing um and like through the years like like rapping you get a better feel for it and I've always like I grew up on like an even mixture of like hip-hop hip-hop and like pop punk and, and punk in general yeah um, and so I think like those influences have just like bled more into it and I think some yeah. of my favorite songs off the new album are ones where it's like you know, there's something like there was one song we, we kept calling it like the Linkin Park song because it's like, oh, rap OK, versus singing hook. Um So just trying to kind of blend those blend those together more. Um, and initially I was I was concerned that my audience, you know, came came to me for rap music and now I'm doing this other thing, but it's really uh, they've really embraced it. And it's kind of like expanded my audience as well, which has been awesome
0: that's how you do it man i mean i do i do believe that there is a demand right now for mixing things up because i mean realistically look at the big guys you know like lincoln park a lot of those previous bands that did that i think there's kind of like a almost like a hunger for that to come back because we don't really have a lot of that right now i mean you got the indie scene you know what we're all doing but i think that's why it's so popular now it's kind of just more in demand especially because When it comes to music, man, I love music, like, dearly, but I'm very, very picky, Uh, mostly with modern music. Dude, I have a really, really hard time getting into modern music. It's just, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm just that old guy now, but I missed a lot of the stuff I grew up with. You know, not the same thing.
2: I, I I feel you. I feel like it's a li- it's like a little bit of both. Like it's a little bit like I'm an old man like yelling at the clouds like back in my day you kids didn't know like how to write proper sixteen or write a four chord <laughs> punk chorus like. Um, but I think like the mixture. I I just want something new, different, and exciting. So like every time I'm in the studio, like man, we'll sit down and like maybe we we write like half a country song. You know like right. sometimes like I we are working on a song and, like. It's it's super clear to me. It's like, okay, this is the rapping part. Other times it's like, let's make a fucking third eye blind song. And then it turns yeah. into whatever like do I could the new album, I could go through every song and tell you the combinations. Like the, the intro song is is a 50% young thug, 50% less than Jake, which is like a ska punk band from the nineties, oh, yeah. and it turns into oh, yeah. like a weird, like
0: it's a mix it's for sure a mix
2: exactly and that's what that's the kind of shit i like is like i can't listen to it once and tell you like oh this is the specific genre that this is or like oh i i can listen to 10 seconds of a song and tell you exactly where it's going to end up
0: right it's like learning more in a sense every time you listen to it over and over because i noticed that too i get different let's see i've listened to i've listened to both your albums entirely But the second one, I've probably gone back about three, four times just throughout the songs to kind of see what I feel. And I've learned that it's a different vibe every single time. It picks up on a lot of stuff. I mean, at first for me, it was, okay, yeah, like rap, a little bit of punk in there. And then over time, each time I was listening, I was catching something new, which if you make it work, which you do, more power to you. I mean, I think that's I think you're going to see a lot of that, which Again, I'm not against it. I guess it more depends on the artist. So, for you, who's I hate asking this question because it's very corny, but I already I gotta know. No, I already know. But who's no. your inspiration? Yeah, like uh, who's who's the one that makes you like go? Okay, I want to be like that, but better and my own version.
2: Okay, okay, I like the little spin on it. Um, I'll tell you. So I mean, it's all like the the um like as far as like the rap side goes obviously it's it's a lot of the like 90s new york hip-hop oh hell yeah um uh mob deep is like one of my favorite groups of all time yeah
0: dude, i know yeah. i
2: obviously sound nothing like them but like i can love f- mob deep man I'm, they're Bro, awesome. i can spit any mob deep song word for word r.i.p oh, yeah. um <laughs> fucking love mob deep um I'm gonna say, you know, like Kendrick Cole, like all yeah. of um, all that stuff. As far as like the punk side, um, I love like the old like '90s guys, like No Effects, Less Than Jake, Bad Religion. Oh yeah, um, hell yeah. Uh, Pennywise to a lesser extent. Obviously, like you got the big four pop punk, like the Green Days, Blinks,
1: uh, oh, yeah. New York and
2: Glory, all those guys. And I love like a lot of newer, more genre defining stuff. I like Black Blackbear. Um, oh yeah, my brother. Nothing Nowhere is a really good artist. I just saw him live last month. He's amazing, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I feel like more like drawn to is the the genre defining stuff. But the the person I give the most credit to, and it made me, and it's kind of fucked up, but as a YouTuber, and he used to go by Timothy De La Ghetto, and he was on Wild and Out for a couple years, and he was a sure. adopter on on YouTube and he did like comedy skits and songs and I I just followed him and, and watched his growth and I thought like and he's super talented but I watched some of the stuff I was like this is corny I was like I can do this better <laughs> and so that's what like got me more like serious like oh no this is like a real thing I could do um yeah so now I'm just
0: taking it as far as I can well well here's my next question to you it it kind of wraps into what I asked you, but it's a little bit different. So I always ask this to my guests that are doing what I like to call, you know, chasing your dream. My question to you is in that aspect, though, what what moment was it? Everyone has a moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like, this is it. Nothing's stopping me. Because we had that moment ourselves. When was that for you? Damn, that's, you know, a good, that's a good rule. Um. Let's say, you know, it's that one day where you were like, okay, fuck it, it's happening. <sighs> Shoot, I think for me, man, it was seeing, uh, getting yeah. a look at my bank account and seeing that I do the same thing every day from nine to five. Yeah. And it depressed the shit out of me. I was like, man, I've always wanted to do podcasting. I want to be a writer. All Basically, I want to be all over the place. I just yeah. want to do what I love and make money doing it. And I saw, yeah, I saw that, you know, the bank statement. I was like, this fucking sucks. I'm going to make a change. I don't know how, but we'll figure something out. I I think mine,
2: maybe like one of like my first tours or something, or like, I know, I was doing a show in Indianapolis. I'm in, it's it's about um, two hour drive from where I'm at in Columbus, from Columbus, Ohio to Indianapolis, Indiana, two hours. And I was going to open for Jelly Roll and Struggle.
0: Um, oh, okay, yeah.
2: And this is like 2018 or 2017. So this was like Jelly is still like an underground, like just moving into the country sound. Right, and right. Get halfway there and it's it's December. It's like a fucking blizzard. And I called the promoter and I'm like, bro, is this show even fucking happening? <laughs> like I'm driving 40 miles an hour in a 70 mile freeway. Like, do I need to turn around? He's like, fuck no, the show's still happening. And I got there; and it was sold out. And I get yeah. there, I'm, ta- I'm talking to, to uh, Jelly and Struggle. I'm just like, "Yo!" Oh. And they they were blown away, because I mean, they right. I'd done shows with them in the past, and they do great in the Midwest. But um, I think it kind of surprised all of us. And uh, you know, just like performing, to see that many people come out in yeah. like climate weather, and like the reception I get. Um, and then you jump off stage, you got the Sharpie, You're sign, the titties and the boot, you know, all the fun, all stuff. the fun stuff. <laughs> and it was like, yo, this is, and, but to, but like your bank account, when you were talking about like, you know, that's Saturday night, Monday morning, I got to clock in. Yeah. And then you're like, yo, this fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. It <was> like <laughs> Do like, I don't
2: like
0: it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. That's how it's always been for, I mean, like for me, that was the moment, but I think, where it really caught on for me was when austin and i did a few episodes like three or four of them and i kind of thought hey this will be a good hobby like i didn't think much of it and yeah we got we got pretty good views for those and i was kind of shocked i was like I, I figured no one would give a shit you know what i mean so it gave me a little bit of encouragement i was like screw it regardless of numbers i'm just going to keep going and well, now we're here, and now I'm hogging the spotlight from Austin. So, Austin, I'll let you have a turn to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Always happens.
1: No, no, no. I've, 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 I've been enjoying it. So, um, they, they, they're all, the. holy crap. I just had an aneurysm.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, you stuttering again? But, <laughs> out,
2: Junior. <laughs> podcast whether it's the host or the guest has to have at least one of the people that just like bulldoze over the conversation and talk over it. Yeah.
1: that's
0: well, well, pretty I, much
1: i'm mostly here just for comic relief
0: <laughs> essentially i mean austin and i are a, we're an odd duo man we don't really go together at all but we're basically best friends we can sit in the same room and have numerous fucking conversations that go really nowhere just for the sake of it you know and Austin's always been... Yeah, more the comic relief. Or, if you catch him on a bad day, he's got some pretty good rants. I mean, all you have to do is tell him that you think Spider-Man No Way Home sucks, and we can go into a full episode of him talking shit about it. But Whoa, whoa hold on. Hold, Austin, are you pro or anti No Way Home?
1: Extremely no, pro. pro. I will box people <laughs> okay. here okay. Dare no, to, I'm on... to transgress upon the greatness
0: of that film. No, I'm on, I'm on your side too. It's just... <laughs> I just love seeing you get worked up over that. Or if you tell him that Man of Steel is a good movie, which I think it is, that'll get him going too. He's I don't know about the Man of
2: Steel, but No, no Way Home is, is a top five
0: MCU movie for me. It's a good movie. I will say no it Way made Home's me. It's
1: fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and Man of Steel, I'll say it again, is a trash movie that doesn't understand who Superman Here we go. is. And tries to force Superman to be someone he's absolutely not. Meaning a murderous psychopath who cares about nothing but himself. A murderous psychopath.
2: Bro, <laughs> well, when he does the he's he snaps uh Zod's neck.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's
2: fucked. The the real the real tragedy is wasting the casting of Henry Cavill. Yes,
0: because
1: Henry on, Cavill could have been great.
2: Yeah, like say say what you will about like the Snyder verse and all that stuff. Like Henry Cavill is like the, how they handled Superman—it's a waste of a casting. It's like LeBron on the Cavs. Like you had him on the Cavs for ten years and you couldn't get him any support. Like that's the tragedy. There is that, like, you right. have the, perfect casting. The
1: Fucking waste Snyder Snyderverse has excellent casting across the whole. I mean, Jason Momoa is awesome. Gal yeah. Up is awesome. Even Ben Affleck is really cool. The problem is that Zack Snyder doesn't know what the fuck these characters are. He goes, you know what's cool? Army Man cool. Let's make Batman Army Man. Army Man cool. Well
2: okay, you know what, what, when watch,
1: I watched Gladiator show? one time, gladiator cool. Let's make Aquaman Gladiator.
0: gladiator uh, I fucking cool. hate Aquaman. <laughs> I'll say it, dude. I don't like Aquaman.
2: What I will say though is I would pay an obscene amount of money to see whatever. That, like, nightmare scenario from um, the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I, I would pay $1,000 to sit down and see that full movie right now. I Me
0: mean, like, too. Was... Dude, I'm even willing to put up with Jared Leto's Joker in that yeah. version. I mean, it still is kind of stupid, but I was like, you know what? It's doable. It looked cool. It's kind of messed up that it was a tease and they were saying that they're not going to recognize it. But... That, yeah,
2: like, that's what... It makes me so grateful to be like a Marvel fan instead of a DC because like if I was diehard DC the way I am Marvel, like I would just be heartbroken over and over and over again.
1: There's another one, like oh joker kinda cool. Uh uh, you know what also kinda cool? Gangster. Um uh gangbanger, gangbanger cool no, I'll, I'll admit gangbanger Suicide cool. Squad
0: Joker sucked, but I didn't give a shit about Jared Leto anyway. My yeah. thing with my thing with that is is like I didn't have high hopes for it. And this is where me and Austin like argue all the time because he's a hardcore Marvel guy. When it comes to the comics, I like them both because I'm all I've been a diehard comic book fan since I was a kid. When it comes to the movies though, I'm kind of like I'm going through a weird phase right now. I was like pro DC and anti-Marvel. For me though, right now it's kind of like I'm getting fatigued from superhero shit. So I'm enjoying the you know the uh, more adult stuff like the boys shit like that. You know what? Since we're getting off topic for a minute, let me just throw this one out there real quick. How do you guys feel about 2004's the Hulk or just Hulk? The one with Eric Bana or whatever his name is? No, not a fan. I, I don't I like really how they
2: retro, I don't like how they retroactively thrown right. I don't even know if it's the fucking Eric Bana or the Edward Norton Hulk as like in the MCU. Yeah. To me, the MCU started with the first Iron Man movie and the way, like, I I didn't like either of those movies. But, I mean, at the time, we didn't know any better, so we were like, oh, this is sick. And now, looking back, it's like, these were not it.
0: Yeah, like, I was never really a fan of Hulk. The one with Norton was alright. I think I like that one a little bit more. But here's the thing, too. I like Mark Ruffalo as Hulk. I just really wish that they would have given him more of his own movie. No. Because it, Hulk, the problem with Hulk, dude, is he's always been a character where they're like, you know what, you guys know how it is, and they don't give you no fucking background. There and then he no, just exists.
1: There is no good Hulk movie. There will never be a good Hulk
0: movie. Because
1: <laughs> Hulk, controversial um, statement here, is not a good character.
0: Well, he's kind of a dumbass if you really look at it. He's
1: fun to have with other people, Hulk should never have his own movie. Uh, Austin, Austin, <laughs> what about this?
2: A World, world War Hulk movie. Yes. Because <laughs> you have to throw in Mr. – I mean, obviously Iron Man is dead now, but, like, you throw in the other characters, so it's a Hulk movie, but you've got the other people in there. I think that would be sick.
1: Well, that's kind of like what, the, what the thing is, Thor Ragnarok did that. They were like, oh, we need, we need a, a, we need a Thor movie, we need a Hulk movie, but we know we can't have just a Hulk movie, so we're going to make this movie 50 Hulk, 50 percent Hulk, 50 percent Thor, and it worked really, probably the best Thor movie we ever had.
0: Easy, yeah. So. Wait, which one? Ragnarok. Sorry. Okay, I know what you're talking about. That's the one I have seen.
1: That's the I know this guy from work. <laughs> but okay. um, yeah, so I would be interested in a World War Hulk movie, but the pro, you're going to have to make it a movie about like the Illuminati or the people who are still back at on Earth, defending it, and not be about Hulk, and Hulk is just a the villain of the movie, and then it'd probably be a good movie. They go World War Hulk, and it's from his perspective the whole time, and he's the main character, and he has to actually carry the narrative um, bulk of the movie. It's going to be a bad movie.
2: Yeah, but I mean, that's how like it is in the comics. Like It's told from like the other's perspectives, and then like right. obviously you get him showed up, but um,
1: I don't that think would be an event. I think that'd be an Avengers movie. It'd be it'd probably be Avengers World War Hulk. It wouldn't be Hulk World War or something like that where Hulk's yeah. the like tagline of the movie. So I think that's how they'll make it. I think I think Kevin Feige understands that Hulk is not a character that can carry a franchise, but he's more. <laughs> He's kind of like an old, like an old wrestler, where like he can't be the star anymore, but he's really good at make at lifting other people, like newcomers, to becoming stars. Yeah. So Hulk is like John Cena. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. I like John Cena. <laughs> Everyone likes John Cena, sort of. Uh, you know, I gotta ask you this, just because you're a musician. I ask every person that dabbles in music this question. Honest opinion, how do you feel about Machine Gun Kelly? Just honest opinion.
2: I will tell you, and, and I hate that, like... I feel like you, I can't get into it without coming off as, like, a full, like, meat-riding scenario. But uh, being being from Ohio, I've seen Machine Gun Kelly performed probably a dozen times and probably met him half a dozen times. Um, like around the time like when Wild Boy came out, I right. mean he performed once a month in Columbus, different venues and stuff. And so like to be, have like a front row seat to see that like rise or whatever, um, you know, and like I, it's clearly an inspiration in my music to shift from like full on rap to like bringing in more like instrumentation and stuff. Um, so, I mean, a lot of his newer stuff to me is, is, is hit or miss, but I like that it's more like experimental, um, right. and, you know, like the whole, like he, he was doing songs like Sleeping With Sirens and he was on Warp Tour for, I've seen him on Warp Tour in Cincinnati. Um, right. so the whole thing of like, oh, he lost Eminem and now he's, you know, had to run off to a new genre or whatever is, is not a hundred percent accurate, but, um, no, I got I love me some Machine Gun Kelly.
0: Well, I will say this. So, like, I had never heard any of his music until my brother, I have a younger brother who was, like, mad in love with him. But I had never heard any of his music until he showed me the video where, uh, what is it, he was dissing Eminem or whatever. And I was like, who yeah. the fuck is this guy? Like, it has got a death wish, bro. And so I'll admit at the time I was, like, team Eminem. I was like, nobody talks shit to Eminem and gets away with it. Like, yeah. he's going to destroy this dude. Well, anyway, my brother played me some of his music, and I was like, yeah, this guy sucks. Then, when he did the experimental stuff, I actually liked it, because my all- I know how stupid it sounds, but my all-time favorite artist band of all time is Blink-182. So, hearing that Travis Barker had something to do with that, I was like, oh, okay, it definitely sounds like something that Blink would have produced, you know what I mean? So, like, it wasn't- I didn't think it was that bad. I will say, as a- I've never met him, so I don't know how he is as a person, some of the stuff he is doing currently is questionable. I will admit that. Like, But who doesn't do weird shit? I mean, how often do you hear, like, oh, yeah, the celebrity. Like, yeah, they, they all do weird shit all the time. I think a lot of it is they're just either going through something or they know that they're going to get attention. So they're like, fuck it. This is my new getup. And people like me, they'll get with it. Yeah. And
2: I feel like that's what, like, a lot of, like, the wild outfits and, like, all, like, the the high-profile relationship. Stuff yeah. to be geared towards, but, um, yeah, I mean, I remember when when he dropped Rap Devil, like, and you, you got to remember, like, everyone's so scared of Eminem. Right. Who is he battled? Like, obviously, like, before he that's he true up and stuff, he's doing the Rap Olympics, underground battle and stuff, like, that's, like, hardcore. You need to, you know, be talented and show up and do that. But, like, bro, you can't be, tell me, like, Ja and Benzino are, like, Liverpool. Right. Maniacs that he can barely beat, like, it, it, and it's not punching. It's basically Eminem's been punching down in battles his whole career, yeah, um, and not intentionally. They're dragging him into it, but like, I feel like MGK was the first, like, real rapper that was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna like throw some shots," and um, I give I give him the credit just for doing it. You know, right. you can, we can sit here and debate all day long if he won or not, but like at the end, it's a big win for him because we're still talking about it.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say honestly, I man, don't think I don't think, I don't think any of them won because I'm that kind of guy where I saw some of the, I was hearing like that conspiracy that people thought it was a staged thing. Yeah, and I figured, well, why not? Because that would actually be great for MGK. What better way to tell people your name other than to say fuck you to one of the biggest MCs out there? So. It's believable for sure, but at the end of the day, whether it's true or not, I don't think either of them really lost, but they definitely won because Eminem's a big name. That's going to draw people back to looking up his old shit or even investing their money and time in his new stuff. Yeah. For MGK, that makes him, like, huge. You know what I mean? Like, now people are clicking on his Instagram. And, I mean, we're talking about him now, you know I mean? Yeah. I mean, Is another-
2: the first song you ever listened to him from. Yeah, you know how many people were introduced to him, but, like, here's this fucking psycho that just, like, made a whole music video dissing Eminem. Like, that's nuts. Right. Um, but, yeah, I'm always a... Ble- and, dude, so much of this... The music stuff is all... Uh, WWE. Like, it's all, yeah. like, fake it till you make it. Throw the smoke screen up. like
0: That's how it seems. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm sure some of that stuff is is real but oh yeah i bet you a lot of it's staged i mean uh i remember growing up i was a big m m fan and i was also an icp fan and
1: Ooh.
0: yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> here's here's what i always tell people because loser, listen... loser alert loser <laughs> alert loser <laughs> alert i still listen to their music but i learned this terminology from my stepdad so he was the big icp fan he was what you would call a juggalo was yeah. time went on. He started getting rid of tattoos, throwing shit away, but he kept their music. And I was like, so what's up? You're not a juggalo anymore or what? And he's like, you know, I'm an ICP fan. I'm not a juggalo, big difference. And I was like, all right, whatever. So what I figured out is that's similar to like, um, who's getting hated on right now, Nickelback. So like, I'm a Nickelback fan, dude. I don't really give a shit, but I for sure wouldn't turn that up if I was next to somebody in traffic. That's what ICP is to me. That's a it's a headphone band. But anyway, <laughs> a
2: headphone <laughs> band. I love that.
0: But you got you got to give up to them though
2: because they're still independent. They have oh, yeah. marketing geniuses. Like they're oh, like dude. a modern day Kiss.
0: Like oh yeah, they're millionaires. They pick up the
2: image. They're, they're fans. The amount of people I know with Juggalo tattoos oh, in the no, year 2023. My 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 um my main tattoo artist I work with. There's three tattoos she won't do. Um one is like any kind of hate speech like a swastika or something right. uh two is other people's names so like a boyfriend or <laughs> husband or wife whatever she won't do that and three is she won't do ICP tattoos.
0: oh yeah understand three right? things she won't do <laughs> It's kind of smart when you think about it. well <laughs> well when I was a kid, the common thing you knew was that they hated each other ICP and Eminem hated each other Yeah well like mid2000s they had squashed that. But they kept pretending to hate each other like they full on admitted to people like, hey, all that hate was in the 90s. We figured out that we can capitalize on it. So now it's an act. Otherwise, we're just fine. And that's yeah, I'm like, that's very wrestling right there. I mean, what better way to sell a story? That's the way I see it. Yeah, facts. Oh, this is going off topic, but I got to trail back. You said you went to Warped Tour once, right? Oh, yeah, I've been a bunch of times. I'm jealous. I've never been to, I want to go so bad, but like they ended it. And now there's rumors that, uh, like, what is it? It's like the copyright deal or some law. Finally, there was a lot that would prevent them from trying to bring it back. A lot of it had to do with like ownership and something else, but that period's over now by 2024 and they are talking about bringing it back. Is it worth it? I got to ask you that. Is it worth it?
2: So obviously it ended a long time ago. So
0: it warp tour yeah. is made for
2: 15-year-olds that only have 30 bucks because you yeah, are in you. a parking lot baking under the sun for 15 hours. Right. Like if you can surviving off like cigarettes and monster energy drinks, like yeah. it's the only way to do <laughs> it. Um But but yeah, so Warp Tour is owned and operated by Kevin Lyman. And they really shut it down out of like a, a cost thing. Like on one on one hand, you had like half the bands were messing with underage girls and getting canceled every other day,
0: <laughs>
2: and then the other yeah, thing a lot,
0: just lot like of the, problems. The
2: traveling circus that it is, like, and I hate to be that guy, but like just the economy and inflation and stuff. I saw some musician the other day on like TikTok or something, and he was talking about volunteering.
0: Okay,
2: basically. <laughs> like the, the cost of touring is so high like that's why you're seeing all these all these artists uh cancel tours cancel dates reschedule dates anytime you see an artist rescheduling a date whatever reason they give is bullshit it's low ticket sales or you're oh, seeing okay these these tours and they add on more and more artists to try and get people in the door because like I mean, hotels, gas, traveling, all that stuff. Like, touring is crazy. Like, the amount of money you need to bring in with merch and ticket sales in the door right. to get, like, a tour profitable is crazy.
0: That, that kind of makes sense now because I've always wondered why they do it like that. And then some of them don't even give an explanation, which kind of shitty. But at the same time, I mean, if you bought a ticket, I imagine you're going to go regardless. That actually that happened to me. Uh, I went to, out here in Denver, I went to the Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Poison concert, but that shit got delayed, like, three years, Mm -hmm. like, numerous times, so it pissed me off each time, but I finally went, it was totally worth it. I have learned, though, and actually, you know what, this is a good question for you. So, me personally, man, I'm not really a big fan of stadium shows. They're cool if it's, like, the Rolling Stones or someone you'll never see in your lifetime, yeah, and you happen to be lucky enough to do so. I'm more for, like, the small venues, man. I like the really small places. Do you feel the same way? Because I've noticed it's more of a connection. Dude, absolutely. Like, it's got
2: to be, like you said, like a once-in-a-lifetime thing for me to go to a stadium show. Like, yeah. So in the past year, I think the only stage I, I saw Paramore. Oh, hell And yeah. I'd seen them before in a band that size. Like, they're only playing a stadium. You know, yeah, pretty and paying, much, man fucking 350 a ticket or whatever and you're still like a hundred yards from them like versus i saw uh this this uh band out of chicago called sincere engineer and they're amazing uh, and i saw them like a local place on campus for like 12 bucks right and there's maybe a hundred people in the room and then you get to like she's like oh hey i'll be over by the merch booth and you just go and like chop it up with them for a minute like
0: that's why i like it yeah for for money oh yeah there's i missed this one i really wanted to go but out here we have it's called the fillmore really small fucking venue it's like maybe i don't know austin what would you say like maybe 1400 people can fit in that thing or maybe maybe five thousand. hey you're on mute oh we lost him you'll probably get like
1: 3500 people in there
0: yeah 35 okay so yeah it's it's small it's but like they
1: bluebird. yeah
0: okay and they had had uh it was some 41 simple plan and the offspring torn together that's three big bands in a small venue where tickets were only 60 dollars. i'm in there that's like that's a lifetime it's a dream come true right there and you don't see that very much because a lot of them are stadium now like it really sucks, dude, but a lot of the bands I love are going towards, like, the stadium thing, which uh, I get it. They've earned it.
1: It's online. It says, yeah, 3,700 people's capacity.
0: 3,700? Yeah, that's,
1: yep. see,
0: and that's, that's good like for decent,
1: me. That's,
2: like, a decent-sized venue, and that's that's why, like, you're seeing all these, like, the When We Were Young festival yeah. in Vegas or the, um oh, my God, there's 90s, like, hip-hop and R&B one where they do, like, one big central location and bring everybody in, because it avoids all, like, the touring costs and stuff, but um, say, like, Rod Wave is coming to Columbus, yeah. I want to maybe some next month and the month after, and it's like, do I want to pay 250 for a nosebleed seat? Like...
0: Right, no. yeah. You know what? I'm curious. What is the most you've ever paid on a concert ticket? You don't even have to disclose who it was if you don't want to, but... now Now I'm trying to... So I, would, I will
2: op, option option one is always like hit up any like the friend of the brothers, managers, nephews, boyfriend, whoever right. can get me in there is have yep. no shame and I will do that. Um, maybe most expensive might have might have been Paramore this past year. Oh shit!
0: Okay. I think that might
2: have been like three fifty or something, but.
0: Damn, I'm really cheap.
2: Like, I'm cheap. When it like, if it's not spending money on like music stuff, then like I'm cheap as hell.
0: I typically am too, but now I feel like a moron, man, because that Motley Crue concert I went to a year ago. Uh, first off, I I'm not telling the full truth. I only paid half of it, but the grand total of one ticket was nine hundred and fifty-seven dollars for nosebleeds. Mmm. And I was like, that's not happening. I'm not gonna fucking see them ever in my life. Like, but then. A friend of mine was like, how much are tickets? And I told him, and he's like, I'll go half, you go half. And I was like, fuck it, I guess. Why not? So, yeah, I made the fucking horrible decision of doing that. But, I mean, I had a good time. It was fun. I just, I'll never do that again, dude. There's, I don't think there's any band in, or artist in this world that I would spend that kind of money on to see. That's just, that's outrageous. Well, it, it would have to when- be, like, so,
2: so last year Lil Wayne did House of Blues Cleveland. Yeah. They announced, he announced it like the day before or maybe two days before. And that shit, House of Blues is like a 2,500, maybe 3,500 capacity thing. So it's the smallest venue you're ever going to see Lil Wayne in. Right. And I mean, the, the, obviously it sold out immediately. Um, and I was looking at tickets for 1,500 a piece. Holy shit. And I really. You really wanted to go, huh? Because obviously, like, you could see Wayne in, like, some big giant, you know, co-headline with Drake or Future whoever. It's some big um, arena thing. But to see him in a like, venue that size, like...
0: Up close and personal, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, well, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Like, I just couldn't, like... I couldn't bring when, myself to him too cheap. When,
1: when King George announced he was coming to, doing his farewell tour coming to Denver, I saved him for a year so I could buy the $600 god damn (laughs) tickets to go see king george and then i got there and they upgraded me to floor seats so it was i got i got a little lucky but it's nice
0: see i want to go to the when we were young thing they got going on in vegas but man i've i've been looking at those prices that's like you gotta put a down payment yeah (laughs) that's not normal.
2: and my thing is like if i'm gonna fly to vegas and spend all the money on a show a hotel food all that stuff like I could fly three more hours to LA and shoot a crazy music video and have promo money left over. Well, oh, yeah, that's going to get me way farther than a two-day
0: music. Yeah, concert. so it's, it's like two-day event that's going to end up on your Instagram anyway. I'm
1: I'm just happy that I like country music because about 98 percent of tickets to country shows are like 40 bucks. Well, it's because
0: people that listen to it are poor, Austin.
1: Poor people unite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just fucking with you. <laughs> no, right. but
1: um yeah, like that King George show was I mean worth every penny.
0: I remember I, that's the one you bought fucking tickets to when we went and saw that Halloween movie, right? We yeah. were discussing it. Yeah, I no, remember that. No no no
1: no. That was Luke Combs. In, okay,
0: I just remember you're like fuck. I it, paid five hundred
1: bucks for that, but I bought five tickets. And we were Shit. like we were like Spitting distance from the um, stage, but right. I I for me and my siblings, it are all their Christmas presents. So I went and saw Luke Combs for 500 bucks, and all five of us went,
0: and it was sure. awesome.
1: But this George Strait, I I can totally afford for me to go. I right. went and it's still this day it's like the greatest concert experience I've ever had. and it's because I had come to terms. I am never gonna see George Strait in concert. I'm never gonna be I'm never gonna be able to say that I gotta see George Strait live. And like the fact that it just everything came together perfectly. I got the day off from work and didn't think I was gonna be able to. I had enough money saved up. I didn't think I was gonna be able to. He came to Denver, I didn't think he was gonna be able to. And I was right. able to buy and I won the lottery to get first bid tickets because I'm part of the George Strait fan club. The oh, fact sweet. Yeah. all those Gotta things. Be. All yeah. things came all things came so perfect together so I could go see him. I was I was, I was freaking out. And there are people who are like, "Oh, you're freaking out you're going to see George Strait on That is. I'm like, "Dude, this is like seeing Michael Jackson."
0: Right. It's like it's the this, biggest moment for you in like your like life. This is like
1: seeing Elvis. This is like this is like go watching the Beatles. If you like oh, yeah. pop, if you like rock it's this. If you like pop music this is like seeing Michael Jackson.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how See, that's how it was for me when I saw Blink-182 in July. It was a big deal to me because I've seen them numerous times before but I had never seen them with the classic lineup of Tom DeLonge. So, it was a big deal to me. I was like I have to see this cuz it may never happen again. Yeah. I got to see the other version, which I'm not a hater. I actually enjoyed the secondary version, as I like to call it. Because let's be honest, it's that's not Blink-182. That's Mark Hoppus and Alkaline Trio. It's another Traverse side market. project.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's like a... Yeah,
0: it's a side project. Plus 44, Fox Car Racer type. Yeah, thing. dude, like, that's kind of... They were coming off the coattails of, let's try something experimental because we don't want to be pop-punk forever. Yeah. But... Tom comes back, and I was like, yeah, I don't care. I spent about almost 400 per ticket. No, it was like 350 Ticketmaster was the one that was raping me, because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would have ticket, been... If the ticket's 350 Ticketmaster goes, oh, thank you. 50 bucks,
2: 50 bucks just 70%.
0: because. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a country artist, I can't remember his name, but he recorded an album out here in Colorado at the Red Rocks venue. It's a live album, and he named the album All My Homies Hate Ticketmaster. <laughs> Yeah, just the title alone got me like kind of hooked. I was like, you know, it's country, but I gotta give it a try because there is a movement right now where you got a lot of artists that are kind of pushing back on Ticketmaster and some of these places do that charge outrageous, ridiculous prices. Your ticket's supposed to be two hundred, but then you get charged an extra what feels like a hundred or two hundred dollars. Yeah. And all all they have the audacity to offer you too is six months to Apple Music. Four months to SiriusXM that no one really listens to anymore. It, you know, like you would think the options would be better, but I don't know, man. I mean, I guess it depends on who it is. It really does, because like I said, that was a big deal. I had to. I didn't care about the money. I was like, yeah, I'll go. Screw it. I've got decent seats too. So I saw. Have you? So have you? Have you been to Red Rocks? I've only been once. I, I haven't was- actually. I went. Well, see, I didn't go. To attend a concert i would have loved to i i had never been beforehand and everyone talks about it so my dad takes me i was like 17 when i went and i was like holy shit, dude that's a lot of climbing because it really is a big ass barricade of rocks yeah. but dude i i gotta tell you it's probably one of the best places to do a concert for sure
2: no i would i, I would love, love to go to a show there i saw like i didn't even hear about it until like i saw it on TikTok, and the south park guys did like a one-time yeah. show there of all like the South Park songs. They brought up like, yep. all these like crazy uh guests and like and musicians and stuff. And I was like, I – that's something I would have been like, oh, thousand dollars, like take my fucking money. Like
0: I almost did, man. I was actually looking at like afterpay for payment plans because I really wanted to go.
2: But that's when you know, shit is fucked up when they're like when you can put a fucking music ticket on layaway or they'll finance. Yeah, uh, finance. Like, that's – like that's got to be some kind of predatory lending, illegal shit.
1: Yeah, Red Rocks is fantastic. I saw Midland there. Um, I I saw Billy Strings there. I saw um, was it Pigeons Playing Ping Pong? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you saw actual pigeon birds playing table no, tennis. There's games. a
1: was really great. weird band called Pigeons Playing Ping Pong, yes. and then. Uh, uh, so pigeons playing ping pong opened for
0: goose.
1: Huh. What <laughs> a weird lineup <laughs> sentence. i so um I actually didn't go, I didn't pay to go to that show. Our truck got in to serve to that show. And I said the top one of the top ten stupidest sentences in my entire life because of this. I was um getting the truck ready and, my, and um I told the guys, hey. Put this 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 in the truck. Oh, don't bring any hummus to don't bring any hummus to the Apple event. I want all the hummus for the goose people. The fuck? Because they're all hippies and they all don't eat meat.
0: Oh. oh.
1: And so I said out loud, I'm going to prioritize the hummus for the pigeon and goose people.
0: goose people.
1: When I'm dead and looking back through my life and everything I said, that's definitely one of those sentences where I'm gonna be like
0: What? (laughs) Oh dude, here's a question I've actually been dying to ask. And it's one that I love to ask my friends, but being that you're an artist, you probably you probably have this too. So I I saw this in a movie actually. I don't know if you've ever heard of Green Room, but uh, Anyway, it's a movie where there's like a couple of punk rock kids that are talking back and forth about what they call an island band. They say, who's your island band? Meaning, if you're trapped on an island, who's the one band or artist that you can listen to forever? Because that's all you're going to get. And that's a tough one. I've switched my answers numerous fucking times. It's hard, dude, because... Here's the thing, too, man. I don't know about you, but I'm all over with music. I mean, I love... Rolling Stones, I love Elvis, I love Rob Zombie, I love Johnny Cash, Eminem, Blink 182. I'm everywhere with music. So it's a hard question, but I feel like if you're ever thinking of music and you immediately think of one band, that's probably the one. Like if I'm ever saying, hey, I want to listen to music, I immediately think of, like, I don't know, uh, Green Day, Blink 182, any of the punk shit, really. That's what I immediately think about because that's what I'm stuck listening to 24 <laughs> 7.
2: I think no matter what you end up picking after like a month,
0: it's gonna you're suck. Yeah,
2: fucking hate them. Uh, <laughs> but then you want to go like you you gotta go with somebody with like a deep discography.
0: Yeah. To give it's you options. Like, I,
2: you can't pick like like Biggie, you know, two albums or something that like you'd go nuts. Yeah. Dude, I, I might. Mean, it's gotta so, be
0: like. Go ahead. Fuck. I would say Metallica, the problem with that, though, is they have a really bad history, meaning that their shit in the 90s sucked, in my opinion. So it would kind of blow. Yeah, dude, it's not... I don't know. That's There's two types of Metallica fans. There's ones that like their first album and ones that like everything else after. I mean, I don't mind it. It's good. I just I don't think it's as good as their old shit. Yeah. Um, fuck. I know. That's a tough one, man. Dude, I, I might, Oh, my God. I might say, like, Newfound Glory. I love Newfound Glory, dude.
2: I get picked on for, like,
0: a Newfound Glory. What the no, fuck? fuck
2: They're, they are amazing. Yeah, um, hell yeah. I have, like, a loose connection with their drummer. Uh, he's super cool, Cyrus. Nice. Um, nice. And they, they've got a deep enough discography. They've got a whole album of covers. So that's, like, a little bit different, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I might go that. Maybe. I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with Newfoundland. Where I'm gonna say honorable mention would actually be 311. Okay. Because they have like 25 full length albums, and I feel like it would take longer to get sick of that.
0: I would hope. That's true. I guess you would kind of have to pick someone that a you can stomach, and b it's got to be yeah like they have to have a long library.
2: Like like if you were a like a
0: a hardcore like
2: Bob Dylan fan, that'd be a
0: great pick. percent. He's done a ton of shit.
2: One hundred and fifty albums, or however many, like that—that would be the move.
0: Yeah. It'd be. What about you, Austin? Before I drone on, because I was about to make another joke, but I want to know who yours is. King George, George Strait. Seventy-two
1: number ones. Oh, King George is George Strait. Yeah. The goat. Man, all my exes live in fucking <laughs> Texas, baby. <laughs> I learned something today. Thank you.
0: <laughs> See, I don't mind country music at all. I think it's just more like uh, Austin's always saying that there is some good new country music. We have to find it. And I'm like, yeah, I think I agree because oh, a lot of the crap oh, you hear on the radio. Oh,
1: but Emily Ann Robinson just put an album out that might be the best album all year. It is. Freaking gold!
0: I've she, never. I don't even. She was on the.
1: She was on the Voice. She right. lost on the Voice. She moved to Nashville. She started a. Um, she and then she just released her first ever album, self-titled, and it might be the best album all year. It's freaking fantastic.
0: That's a real smack in the face to those fuckers, if you think about it, because she lost, right? But then she goes out and becomes a fucking artist. Yeah, like that's that's the ultimate flex if you ask me.
2: Dude, that's that's the move on those shows cuz if you win before like American Idol the Voice, I don't know if they still do this but they used to when you sign up like the the shit you sign to get on the show says like if you win, you're automatically enrolled in this dog shit record deal. Yeah, yeah. And so the the goal is to come in number 2.
1: Second place, yeah.
2: That's the goal.
1: So well, think um, of it like
2: exposure and build the audience without having being locked in.
1: Exactly
0: how exposure. Many,
1: you didn't think, how many people have actually won the these shows, and how many of them are actually big?
0: Very little, actually.
1: Kelly Clarkson. And yeah. Scotty Mercury. Mm. What,
0: what about, about
1: what about
2: the guy that uh, uh, took over for Freddie Mercury and Queen? Did
0: he
2: win? Uh, I, don't, I don't
1: think he did. I don't, maybe I don't know. We're, we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to actually look into this, Tony. How many people who won these stupid? Cause like, I only. Da, I know Daniel Bradbury won. Um, Daniel Bradbury won The Voice, put one album out, had nothing on the album work out, and heard the album just the um, label just dumped her. And once an a out labeled them to you're like cancer.
0: Yeah. You're done. Well, it's a bad experience. That's like, um, I had something like that happen to me. Like it almost discouraged the shit out of me. We were supposed to have somebody on that was kind of like a big name, and it it didn't work out. We'll just put it that way. I still talk to him, but. It didn't work out, and it kind of like put me in a bad mood, but I'm like, well, that's the name of the game, though, man. That's just how that music business is. You really have to be, I wouldn't necessarily say strong, but you have to not be so naive. You have to go in for yourself. Really can't trust a lot of people. That's just the name of the game. The problem is I do do think that some people have figured out that if you just do what these companies tell you to do, say what they say, they'll promise you that lifestyle. The problem is, is that's just not me. It's like that's what's that,
1: hard. I forgot that Carrie Underwood is also from One American Idol.
0: Really? I actually I feel like a fucking idiot. I did not know that. That's news to me. I don't watch it either, though. That's the thing, dude. Like the only time I watch that shit is when my wife's watching it. So realistically, I have no idea what's going on currently, anyway. So my last question for you, uh, and this one's kind of personal. So if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. But what is your goal as a musician? I mean, is this something you want to do pretty much forever, or do you have, like, a, a set timeline in place? Because, man, I know a lot of people that they they do something. Not to say they give up, but they do something for as long as they either can or want to, and then that just becomes that. Can, can I assume that you want to do something more with this than just, hey, it's a hobby? Oh, absolutely. Adam,
1: at Adam Lambert came in second place. He did not win. That's the guy that sings with Queen now.
0: Yeah, so it is. Okay, that's
1: his
2: name. Yeah.
0: What, what the fuck happened there?
2: <laughs> but okay, well, but yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that's something I see like a lot of a lot of musicians do is say like, uh, you know, if I don't if I don't you know make it by a certain age or date or time, I'm just giving up well fuck
0: yeah
2: i think i feel like the people there's not really like a made it like signing a record deal is not like a made it that's like a stepping stone to continue that's like signing a record deal is like getting into college like you got accepted to the college that's great
0: but what can you do from there yeah
2: um so i see a lot of people like trip themselves up with that and really with, like, going in a more experimental direction with the music and, like, opening it up, like, I'm seeing – and also all the famous, like, lines of rappers about, like, I don't want to be rapping when I'm 40 or rapping when I'm 30 or whatever the age is. Yeah, um, I hear that a lot. I know. And they're all fucking rapping. And, um, you know, but I, I really don't think there's, like, an age restriction. Like, I want to keep taking it as far as I can for as long as I can until I don't want to do it anymore. Um, yeah. Because I've sat in studio sessions where it's like I got I have nothing to say right now I don't want to be here it's just a waste of time and money, um, and I've sat in sessions where it's like I need to fucking get this out right now.
0: You gotta uh, get going, yeah. Yeah, get rolling absolutely. on it and it like it hits you, but yeah, some days you're like this fucking sucks.
2: Yeah, um, but no, I, yeah, I, I want to take this as far as uh, far as it'll go.
0: So. Oh well, hell yeah! I mean. I think that's kind of the goal in life is just to see where you can take something that you truly love. And, you know, here's the thing too, is a lot of people always say, I want to become rich and famous, you know, and it's, I think a lot of that's because society has romanticized the look of fame. But personally, man, for me, I think it's more, I just want to, I want to live comfortably, you know, like I really want to make money doing what I love as opposed to worrying about status. But at the same time, I feel that if I if I did ever pick up the amount of fame that someone like Joe Rogan has, I kind of feel like it makes sense to not retire and basically work until you can't physically do anything anymore. Because you always hear people, well, like all of us that are like, fuck it, I want to retire by 60. Probably not going to happen. But I feel like if you're making art, wouldn't you want to just keep going just until you literally physically can't anymore? that's absolutely that's me personally absolutely yeah like i just like
2: the thing i don't know if like other musicians suffer from this but like i get an id in my head and like it won't leave until it's like executed like
0: so you do something a with music, it yeah
2: yeah a music video or a song like i will like just hyper focus on it until it gets done um yeah but yeah, I want to do this, do this shit forever. And I and and the thing is like the people that like quote unquote like make it like are just the people that don't give up. Like from when yeah. I start when I when I, like a memory pops up of like an old like show or tour flyer and I can look at the names and it's like everyone is either stopped making music. It it's see, there's 10 names on the flyer. See that fuck there's 20 names on the flyer. Yeah. There's me, 19 other people, 18 of them gave up and then the one person is like blown up and then you got me and it's just it's just a a, like a war of attrition it's like you just got to stick with it and eventually shit starts moving
0: well yeah like i've i learned some advice from a guy we had on a couple weeks ago he's an author and i asked him you know because i love to write too and i asked him what do you do to stay on that path because there are some people that are I mean, realistically, you have to be pretty crazy to think that you could do something like that. So you have to believe in yourself. So I I do think there are people that are that crazy and insane. I'm like, well, how do you get to that level where you're like, I know I can do it. I'm not going to stop. And, you know, basically, what he told me was stay obsessed. He was like, even if you're not in the mood for that day, you find ways to stay obsessed. So, you know, a good example, you're trying to write something and you just don't have nothing in you. Go back and look at your other stuff and see how you could upgrade it and make it look better you know that's what he told me and i was like okay that makes sense yeah Yeah.
1: dan brown says that he always even when he's not actively writing a book he schedules an hour a day every day no matter what where he sits down in a quiet room and writes for an hour straight nothing else that's Mm -hmm. all he does and that's how he's able to come up with new ideas and that's how he, he keeps writing when he's not actively writing a book he schedules himself an extra writing hour every day
0: right you got to admit though these celebrities when they tell you make time you're also like well it's easy for you to say motherfucker you're rich <laughs> like, yeah Yeah. because yeah. I remember Stephen King once saying that if if you can't read and write for eight hours a day then you have no business being an author and all I can think is like homie I work eight hours like <laughs> I sleep yeah. for five. <laughs> got That's the thing. It's like it, it's so many.
2: It's so many factors into it. But I think the most important thing, like we're talking about, is like that internal motor and drive.
0: Yeah, you gotta have. I, I bitch
2: about it all the time, but like, if if I'm not pushing something forward, it ain't gonna get done. There's no one breathing down my neck saying like, right. "When's the new album coming out? When's the new video gonna be done?" Like, I'm I gotta be the one, you know, on my producer and engineer like finish the beat get the mix done like
0: only you could make it happen ultimately Uh, yes yes that's the fair way to say it um oh shit unfortunately we've each reached the end of the road which sucks we'd love to have you back on soon man because i can tell there's a lot we can dissect and go over but before we actually close i'd like to take this time to not only say thank you for coming on the show but to give you the opportunity to Plug your stuff in there. Let the listeners know where they can find you.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, you can follow me everywhere at uh, Milligram614, M-I-L-L-I-G-R-A-M-614, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, everything. That's what I'm under. Um, Got a new music video out now for Always Been Outcast. Go watch that. And then I'm dropping a EP sometime before the end of the year. So stay tuned for that. yeah, and I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys having me on. And we, bro, we can do a whole nother episode. And Austin and I can just argue about the Hulk for an hour straight. Hey, there I, we go. Yeah, I can do that. I can I can pick up some Hulk books, and we can do that.
0: Hell yeah! Well, hey man, uh, we appreciate you, and stay in touch. We got to have you back on soon. Uh, for those of you listening, if you like what you heard here, and you want to check out more, you can find us at the dot com as well as spotify apple we're pretty much everywhere but the home base is where it's at i am tony here with my homie austin austin buddy i'll see you on the next one
1: adios peace